hello. Welcome to the Lost Out Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Casberry. Today, I'm with the renowned artist to be, Cloud, with two E's. <laughs> hey, man, he's making strides. I listen to his stuff, dude. It is killer. It's on Spotify, by the way. So if anyone likes EDM in any capacity, all genres, I encourage you to take a listen to cloud with two e's is that right is that how, that's how you that's spell it, it? yeah cloudy you want, you want me to actually spell it out because i'm really bad at grammar as well <laughs> i'm bad at everything dude and so it's capital c l o u d e e that's look it th- look that up on spotify take a gander and if there's like an email or anything you can drop it later after when we get to the end of wrapping up for like constructive criticisms or anything like that you know okay but i think uh, listening to it dude i think it was great man well thank so, you thanks for coming on to this episode and that's that's we're done with the formalities now now we're just talking dude see that we're just talking just like that but you gotta talk dude you got this outside voice you gotta talk like we when we first met dude you gotta talk like we first met hey that was different that was a different see, setting that there was a is. different setting there it is all dude. right all right there it is so so tell me what yeah. what got you into deciding you were going to make that kind of that kind of music so because it's a lot of synthesizing computer stuff and keyboard stuff like like that's that stuff's complicated man that's not just like picking up a guitar and being like blame blame right yeah it's a lot to learn yeah it's um to me personally i think um being an electronic musician is i don't want to say more of a musician but there's more to learn to it than being like an acoustic musician because like not only do you need to know the music theory but you also need to know how the synthesizers work each one is different you know you need to know what the what the knobs and buttons do and all that stuff know which effects do what and um yeah it's just a lot more to learn a lot to keep up with so you got to know the genres as well yes so you got to know like there are different techniques for different genres like alan walker has a completely different sound than a lot of other ones that you will find absolutely which one do you identify with more, like Alan Walker style, or do you have like a person that like you like take after the most? So like it? influences and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I don't I don't really tag with like I don't know a specific artist in general, just because my stuff's all over the place. You know, I do um, I'll do chill step, ambient, cyberpunk stuff. You know, and um, I'm just all over the place and. It's just I, I I don't I don't know I'm doing my own thing I guess I don't really try so to be I don't try to be like anybody else. So what have you listened to? Like that, that was my original question. I'm not faulting you or anything like that, but like what got you into that? To thinking, hey, I want to do this kind of stuff because you obviously enjoy. Like the initial thought of me yeah, like, starting hey, to want to make music. I'm gonna, why did you buy the interface? Why did you buy the keyboard? Like, like what, what led you to be like, I'm going to try this out. I might suck. And in fact, I'm probably going to suck at the beginning. Yep. And I got to learn. Everyone how sucks to get at better. the beginning. And every day, it's just every day that I put my time into it, I'm trying to get better. Like that. And then you recorded it. And then you put it out there for everyone to listen to. So what? at what point? Where do you like, I want to do this, and what influenced you to do that is my question. So I was actually, um, it was around, around 2017 it was, and um, I was like, uh, I was struggling in school. I was like, I did drop out for a little bit, and I was like, shit, what the hell am I going to do now? So um, I uh, 
moved out of my mom's, had to go live with my dad, fucking fifteen hundred miles away, right? And um, that's basically when I when I started it up. I was um, I was still going to school. I was trying to get a job and stuff, and uh, I was just um, I don't know. Trying was to find your way. Basically, yeah. And so I was like, I was like, I wanna I wanted to do something instead of just trying to find a job. I wanted to find a hobby to do, and um, and music was that. And I guess I just stuck to it. I never. I don't necessarily get bored of it, but I do need to take a break from it sometimes. So it would just be like a month or two, a month or two periods where I just don't make anything at all. You know? Well, I know that your job, like right now, is very demanding. Because I'm assuming you're doing stuff like stuff and like maintenance stuff, right? Say that again. Maintenance stuff, like what? I don't know what I don't know what career field you're in right now. So I'm assuming it's like maintenance level stuff right it's a maintenance squadron but i do yeah. like i do bitch work i'm in an office i'm in an office too so, so yeah like hey we're both on the same we're, we're on the same page we're we're among common company yeah right we're on office we're in office right now actually yeah technically yeah <laughs> we are <laughs> <laughs> with audio equipment i i actually wanted to retrain into public affairs no spots by the literally, way literally yeah me too very I... demanding field apparently yeah apparently like, or a very very lucrative not lucrative actually it's very very choosy so yes um it, it's it's a it's a hard it's a hard night life out there for us yeah. <laughs> so so basically you wanted to have a hobby and instead of choosing like painting gundams or you don't know what i'm talking about all right never mind other people <laughs> would know all right listen we're not like, as old as you i'm sorry like warhammer models and stuff you know what i'm talking about i tried to play warhammer but i could, you, couldn't get man. into it man it means like model cars and model planes yeah like putting together yeah. stuff yeah exactly then, like, you know making a youtube like we're taking apart this one we're gonna put it together yeah no and none we're of gonna that. paint it like instead of doing something like that you were just like music and then instead of being like traditional like i'm gonna play okay. classic piano i'm gonna do electronic stuff that's still relatively new in the grand scheme of music genres electronic stuff started like in the late 80s and like early 90s and that was just basically techno that was considered it was techno. it was all it all it was in the beginning was um distorting a sine wave that's it that's all it was so what what like what got you into it is that's my question, man. It's hard. What are your influences? Stop hedging yourself. It's hard man. to pinpoint, I guess. Uh, when I was uh, at the I time, I know what you are. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, at the time, I was listening to a lot of Alan Walker, I guess, and E Hyde. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. You're yeah. you're right on point, actually. Now now I go back and think. Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty much Alan Walker and just the, the way that the, I don't know the the sounds that I was hearing were very interesting, you know? And I was very like, unique. I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to make those myself. And, uh, sooner or later I did get a, I did get a software and I got some synthesizers and, uh, I started teaching myself. So, so you taught yourself. Yeah. U YouTube university. You and know? I'm serious guys. Y'all need to check that out, man. You check it out, check his stuff out. It was surprising because I've, I've, okay. So when it, I, to give you a little context and I'm not, I'm not disparaging anybody here. But whenever I was in Misawa and I started this podcast, I would I would have on local artists, you know, and a lot of them were rap artists. And one of them was very inarticulate. He was kind of like trying to be kind of like what I showed you. Very, very lyrically driven. Yeah. 
And the other one was a big party. He was all about the party stuff. So it was more about the sound. And it was more of like the, hey, hey. Yeah, hey, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't. We don't give a fuck. You mean hey, like more like hey. hyping up the crowd? Yeah, that's that's basically that's what it was. It was like it was like trap outside of Los Angeles, and, like, and Los Angeles is like a regular chain of like gas stations that is on every corner. But anyway, it was just a very, it was like you had I had two different genre like there were sub genres within the same genre. Right. And I was like I I identify more with the lyricist than I do with the party stuff because I cared more about the lyricists. But at the end of the day, they were still the same genre, just subgenres within that genre. And I still thought like there, there was a lot of re refining that needed to happen because they both wanted to not necessarily go big, but they don't, they both wanted to refine their stuff. And I wanted to critique them too, but I also have, everyone has a bias when it comes to their critiques of whatever said genre hmm. so your bias like the people's bias towards your music would be well i'm i'm i've all i've ever cared about is electronic music and i think that he should add this or you know he should take away that see it's funny that. that you bring that up because i actually used to be a metalhead i'm all I mean, you know me i mean we were, we were driving yeah before we, were. before we started this way we were out driving and i was like i showed you kind of a mixture of those you did yeah it, it was stuff you yep. know because I, I do that, and like whenever you were, you showed me that, I was like, "All right, cool. I got something that's like shows a little bit of me, and then also has that in there." Because exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in that in between. Mm. I like things that adds an, another element to the music. Like, I loved Evanescence, dude. I, I'm not even gonna play about it. I love Evanescence because that shit changed the game. Absolutely. Like, because when they had orchestras and choirs, yeah come in to to rock music like, like rock music yeah. and stuff i was like dude this this isn't like iron maiden anymore <laughs> like that that is that is an, another layer of just it just blew my mind man. yeah and i'm always gonna be that's my that's my foundation but i also love like electronic music but i also love lyrics too so that's right. the only thing for me is like i like having at least a chorus in there a melody like a voice a vocal chorus to where like for instance alan walker right yes like you have that you had that girl that's like what's that what's that song it's like into the sea into the sea there's numerous ones but his latest one is unity which is basically a fan comprising of basically him working with very select as they call themselves walkers and they all identify with like a walker number so 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 and basically the latest one is a pure female based one but it basically has instruments of others like frankie wildey for instance he actually was a techno artist that technically went deaf and how he continued his music was through the floor vibrations and he was still able to create really, really great music doing that. Like modern day Mozart. Man. Pretty much. But with more Alan Walker right now, he's basically really collaborating with Ava Max. That's his main one that he collaborates with right now. Because it's like, I want to say it's like Alone Part 2 and so on and so forth. So Alan Walker definitely has more of a female base of fans than male based. And a lot of his music does have more female undertones to it than, you know, Frankie Wilde or Bass Hunter and so on and so forth. I like, uh, there was, 
what was the what was the artist? I think it was like Knives Out or something like that. Knife Party. Knife Party. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, but here's here's the here's the only downfall, and I wouldn't call it really a downfall. I'm trying to figure out what it, what it is. It's, it's it's the the only thing that sucks about like EDM is that you almost you have to be live to appreciate it first. I, I really do believe that because you're because if you're just listening on like in a radio, you're gonna be like, what is this? It's like, yeah, you got you really gotta be in like, the moment for it. You have to you know, like I feel like to really truly appreciate it. Like what I did was that when I was uh, going to these shows, mm. I used to go and I try to get to the front, but I was always on the side. But that was closest to that big amplifier you feel it in your chest yeah so it was like literally everything was shaking because that's what it does right so like my entire body was vibrating because i was right there next to that bass and i could hear everything in the drop whenever that hit and was just like here we go 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 here we go yep like that's it, you felt it. And it's like, I don't know. You can't explain it. You, you kind of have to be there. And so to that level of appreciation, even when it's not like dubstep, I'm not talking about Skrillex. I'm just talking about the EDM in general. In general, yeah. You have to kind of be there to really appreciate it fully, fully. Like you can appreciate it, but mm-hmm. I think to fully appreciate it, you kind of have to be, you have to go to a show. You got to go to a show. That's just my thing, my thing. And that's the only difference between like country music, which I think that country music is like living on easy mode, easy mode in my opinion. Like anybody can be a country artist. I'm sorry. For All I gotta my, do is play a guitar riff, sing about a highway and a horse, and that's it. That's like, it. Oh, don't it's forget the like, whiskey. Oh, the whiskey and the beer yeah. and the pickup trucks. Like, yeah, that's it. It's just like I drank whiskey tonight. Pretty much, but with EDM, it is a base of like you have Alan Walker, who has more of a message that he likes to put out, like different world, Lily so on and so forth like he tends to have more of a you know like message about like the world and coming together as one and you know just being unified as walkers and like he has a lot of lyrics in his songs that are all based upon like unity ultimately and you know trying to make sure that the impact that we have on the planet is very minuscule Whereas Bass Hunter, you have him basically sitting there and having it be more upbeat and poppy and kind of like, oh, I miss you or, you know, Angel in the Night. Like those type of things are more based upon I want this girl, so I'm going to have this girl type of thing. Whereas Alan Walker is more like message about the world. So, I mean, you can technically have EDM have violins and, you know, flutes and everything. And, like, you can incorporate other aspects of other music into it. It's not just pure synthesizing, ultimately. It's got a fluid aspect. And it's still growing in its complexity. The possibilities are literally endless. Like, if 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 you can find the right tuning and, like, turn the right knobs and whatnot and come up with something that sounds good it can literally be anything like slaps and that people people connect with any type of sound it it could be literally could be anything and that's that's my thing like as far as i'm not an artist so but i would i like to encourage people so my encouragement is basically 
do what you feel is right when it comes to like your passion and see how the world takes it because there's a lot of artists out there that weren't popular do you know that led zeppelin thank you so much yeah led zeppelin started their band because they they named their band because a led zeppelin can't fly and it will inevitably crash they felt like they were already doomed to fail they were just a garage band and they were going to fail and then they put out some music and everybody liked it do you see what i'm saying so yeah. like just do what you think that it like it sounds great yeah. put it out there like you've already done and keep putting it out there keep refining your craft if you, if you make it they will stuff. come <laughs> if you make it you make it yeah. but it's a it's a competitive field out there so think of it as a competitive field is what i'm saying it's like don't just think that things are going to be handed to you because they're not especially in that kind of field and you also you gotta be social man like you gotta make fucking people laugh you gotta talk to people you gotta go to shows and find a way to talk to these artists and their agents you gotta find a way to get into them but not be too pushy too so there is a social intelligence aspect to ex to ex to succeeding in anything because everything is about opportunity you could try to go on TikTok and put your stuff out there and do some dance and stuff like that. And maybe, maybe you'll get a few hundred. But if you find people that are actually like in that business, do you see what I'm saying? Like you could get out. You could get out of whatever you're doing right now. Go on that train, follow that train, and you'll probably be in shows. Hmm. You'll, you'll be the starter, the opener for some stuff. It's the same thing with like Joe Rogan talks about whenever he was opening for other comedians and then all the agents are there dude they're yeah. watching so like you gotta put yourself in those positions you can just put it out there and just hope same thing with my like even my podcast like i just put it out there right you know and I, I do it for fun this is a hobby right now i'm not trying to get it monetized but if i really wanted to take off then i have to put some effort into trying to get it out there I just want to rewind for a second to, to what we were talking about before. Uh, lyrics and instrumentation with music, right? Um, I personally feel that if you if you make an instrument an instrumental song, I I think it it, it opens a more opens the mind more to what you what they think the song is about what the song is about rather than what the singer thought the song was about seeing it from their perspective. You know, so if you if you listen to an instrumental, and you can you can put your own words to it basically while just listening to the music, and you can see it from your own point of view how how you want to see that song. So so basically, like it's a uh, it's an, whatever the emotional impact is. Right. Exactly. What's the vibe of it, basically? So because I could say I I would say like not to argue against your point. Right. But like one of my favorite bands, and I would probably say consistently my favorite band of all time, has been Chevelle. Because they have not, they have been so consistent throughout the years. There are three brothers. One plays the bass. One plays the guitar. Another one, another one plays the guitar, and the dude that plays the bass is the singer, hmm. right? And their stuff was like, it's just it was awesome to me, and 
it has been awesome and they still stayed popular and relevant throughout the years but all of their lyrics it's poetry yeah like it does not say specifically like f the government like rise against or right yeah you know what i mean like it's not it's not talking it's not trying to make make a political statement it's just they're just saying things and if you read the lyrics of it like I, my dad threw out my cds because he read the lyrics and he didn't understand them he was like i don't know this doesn't seem healthy i don't know it doesn't seem healthy so i'm just gonna throw it away you know mm -hmm. and i also had stained cds in there but he was like listening he was like reading the stain stuff schizophrenic conversations that i'm always having with myself he's like yeah well whatever but i don't understand what the hell these people are saying so i'm gonna throw these cds out yep so he let me keep ones but he didn't let me keep the other ones because he didn't understand what they were but that was the point it was it's poetry you got to figure out what it is for yourself i'm saying a lot of things but it's up to you to just to define what that what that actually is and that's what's crazy about it. And I think that's what EDM is too. So I can kind of see the reservation of like, I don't want to put too much hmm. like emphasis on vocals because then it becomes a band and not an art because people will focus more on the lyrics and less on all the other elements that you put into Of the it. actual music, yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Like and me, I, I can't listen to a song now now that I've been making music for so long, I can't listen to a song without analyzing every little bit of it. I, I, I have to pick out each and every little detail and anything in the song. I have to be able to hear it. And if I hear some, I think it sounds weird or something. I'll, I'll point that out. I'll be like, yo, that could have been better or something like that. Like I, I would have done, done it this way or something like that. I don't know. It's just, it's just yeah, and how me it is being, now. Me being a lyrically driven kind of person, because I like to sing, I'm always like, I wish they would have, if they would have just like if they would have just raised their voice on this one yeah instead of being like uh, just carry that chorus mm -hmm. if they would have just been like uh, exactly yeah like that, i was like dude that would have yeah it's that, that same thing yeah that, that hype would have just went over the roof so it's the same dip it's the same thing yeah it's just you're more focused on the elements of the actual instrumentation yep for lack of a better term when it comes to because I know, stuff? because I know what it takes to make a good instrumentation. I I, I know the elements that go into it, and um, and I believe the, the production you I value. To your stuff like you had sections, like yeah. it wasn't just one thing. Because what I was expecting, I'm going to be honest. You were expecting just a 16 bar loop to be played out for three and a half minutes. I was expecting something like yeah, basically no. like all right, we got an Apple ringtone coming up. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I make I make I make actual songs. So yeah, no, that shit was dope. Yeah. I liked it. I was like, but I mean, I feel like it could. To me personally, I wanted even more elements. I wanted even more breaks, even more breakdowns. So it's like breakdown, and then like you have the the like the verse, chorus, yep. breakdown, and there's like multiple breakdowns. Yeah, and then it just gets even more hype as it's breaking down, and then it goes back into the verse, but it's a little bit more upbeat. Right. Uh, like not upbeat, but I'm just saying like a little bit more intensified. Intense. Yeah. yeah until yeah. it gets to the end, and then it has that that big, that big drop. The grand finale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Yeah. Like the, to me, it's just like that. It's like a story. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I think that music is kind of like a story. It is. And so I I, I think that you're doing great work, and I would encourage you to continue that. If I were to quote the uh, great Hans Zimmer, um, music is like having a conversation. You know, you got your um, you got your melody, and then you got your counter melody and your harmonies. You know, they're all talking at the same time, but 
they got to agree with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if they don't agree, they're not going to sound good. It's going to turn into an argument. It's a clash. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's a clash. Yeah. So. And it just goes against the flow. Yep. It goes against the flow. That's why we, we, we tend to, and this is a, that's a great segue actually, because I actually did want to talk to uh, you about just conversation in general, because whenever I first met you, which was not that long ago, I think it was like a it was literally like ago. two days ago. Yeah, yeah, two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was just basically <coughs> our mutual friend. Me and him were talking, right? Yeah, and I just and then you were just like came out of nowhere. You just jumped in, like you were there for the conversation. Yep. So we were already saying basically the same thing. We were just <sighs> sorry, I got the hiccups now. <laughs> um, we were just trying to articulate it in a way that it was completely fleshed out on all levels. Mm -hmm. That's how I see what our conversation was at that time. Yeah. It was, this is what I know. And this is why that's true. And we were like, yes, we all agree with that. But also we want to put in our caveats that adds to the same argument. Exactly. Does yeah. that make sense? The salt and pepper. And so it fully fleshes out the argument. And so if we could all apply every single element of those, then we have a fully solidified argument in whatever we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then we get to take that argument and pit it against the counter arguments of people that are, that have a different, different, different view. So I think that is a very constructive way. And that was what the definition of democracy and debate is. Conversation is not. So here's, here's something in Christianity that, that I've learned and then I've been told I, and this is a Christian thing. So people that aren't Christian, don't take this, take this from a philosophical standpoint. Don't take it from a theological standpoint. Sin is anything that's against the good. So don't take sin as like you're judged. So this is what the, but what is the, what the is the baseline for good then at Dude, that I'll, point? I'll, you want to go into yeah, that? Yeah. You want to get philosophical? <laughs> All right, we're about to, we're gonna get philosophical, but let me finish this quote first. Let me finish this quote first. So it was, "I do not hate the sinner. I hate the sin." Yeah. So I, I'm never gonna hate the person that is saying things that is, I see, is definitively, fundamentally wrong. I'm going to hate their argument. I'm gonna hate their philosophy. And I'm going to attack the philosophy. I'm not going to attack them. And that's that's the, the you see this a lot in mainstream media, where or in debates they do a lot of ad hominem attacks. They say, "Well, you sound really freaking dumb right now." So that's a personal attack, right? Yes. That's a personal attack. You would say like, and instead you could say that idea is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Do you see? Do you see the difference? Though? Yes, I do. I do it's see like the difference. your idea, your premise is wrong. I'm not saying that you're a horrible person. I'm saying your premise is wrong. But the problem is people conflate those two, because people put all of their identity in whatever they politically think, theologically think, mm -hmm. philosophically think, like sexually think. It doesn't matter what it is. They put their entire identity in line with that argument. That if you even come out and say, I disagree with that premise, and here's why I disagree with it. Because of attack on the premise, it's an attack on their personal identity. Right. And it's an attack on them. And that's a problem. Because my ideas can shift. 
I think that I have a pretty good foundation and a pretty good f- conviction. The because I have a pretty good foundation and conviction, anybody that says anything against it, I'm like, oh, that I I'm interested to hear what your logic is. I'm interested to hear where you come to your conclusions about my premises, so that I maybe I can, maybe you know something that I don't. That's a humbleness. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if if you say to someone, like oh. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Like, no, that's not an argument. Like, if if you if you try to counteract some something that someone said, like, okay, how do you? Is that logical? Is that truthful? Like, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Like, no, that that's that's your idea of someone else's idea is what you just saw. Well, you're just parroting what someone else said. Yeah. Because it sounded good at the time. Mm-hmm. But the things are complex. Things are complicated, right? But here's the deal: it's like. My thing, but what you were talking about, like what it, what do we can constitute as good? Yes. So this is more in the to the philo- philosophical argument, and it most likely because being me, it'll turn into a philosophical argument. But I'm going to try to focus on the fil- like the philosophical argument first. Okay. M- what my idea is, what is the good? Is what works? What works? So say you're and, and the best way to, to basically show what works is imagine you're in a relationship with somebody, right? Imagine. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it good to lie to that person? Even though you feel like you're trying to help them, is it good to lie to them? Because once you want, because they're inevitably going to figure out that you lied eventually. Yes. Is it good? No. Does it feel it's good come at back the time? And bite you in the Is ass. it smart? Do you think that it's smart at the time? Could it be completely logical at the time to lie to them? To save them from pain? Probably, but that in the compounds. in the long it, it, exactly, in the long run it's not going to it's not going to help at all, like That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we already know there, like cuz that's a logical thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the good. That's the right? logic, yeah. That's the good. So that's what is the good. It's more like so basically I want to I want to bring this back to um, the definition of sin to get a little little theological, but it's more just technical into the language, right? Okay. So the language, and, and it's I believe it was Roman. The that that the sin was actually a word. That definition of sin was missing the mark. It was an archery term. So imagine you're an archer, right? You got your you got your bow, and you have your string, and you have your arrow, and you have a target. You're pulling the string back and you're aiming for the target, right? Okay. So you you, you pull back and you release, but you you miss just slightly from the bullseye, right? Well, you didn't hit the bullseye, so you missed. So what they would say whenever they missed the bullseye, what they said, so kind of calling it like in pool, right? You're calling your holes. You're calling right. your shots. Yeah. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And you do it, but you miss. Instead of miss, they said sin. That's what they would say. Sin. Like in sports. They would say sin. So you missed your target. You missed the target. You missed it by a little bit. Just a little bit. But... This is what I want to go into is that there is a hierarchy of sin just like there's a hierarchy of virtue. So you can aim at the target, shoot at it, slightly miss. You're close to the bullseye. You're pretty close. 
Or you can turn around the opposite direction and shoot in the opposite way. But then what about the bullseye? You don't care about the bullseye. That's the definition of the most, the horrible sin. So we have this, we have this in society of, well, um, you don't, you don't mess with kids, right? Yeah. Someone who like say, and I hate to see to be, to be graphic. So hold your ears. Someone who rapes and cuts the head off of a child, right? You would say that that's way more sin than lying to your partner. Right. About not doing the dishes or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, the people like even Christians that I know, they'll come out and say like, well, all sin is sin. It's all the same in God's eyes. No, it's not. The deal is that it separates you from God because God is the good, right? What is the good? The good is the target. It's that bullseye, right? Yep. So you turning 180 degrees backwards and shooting in the opposite direction, that is the furthest away that you could get from that bullseye, right? But if you're aiming at it and you're trying your best, there's grace for that. But if you turn back around and you're shooting, that's malicious. If you're in the if you were in the Olympics and someone turned around and shot the opposite direction, people would call that person a fool and an idiot and malicious, vindictive, sabotage. That's all I'm trying to say. That's the definition of sin. Like when you're talking about the definition of what good is, that's something that is stat that, that is not something that is fluid. The definition does not change through different societies. It's arrogant to think that good can be malleable throughout society. Because from the dawn of, of recorded history, we have always known what is right and what is wrong. But we choose not to do it because we choose to go with, the, with what is expedient and pleasurable at the time, which tends, more, not more often than not, to be sin missing the mark it's not good for you it's not good for everybody else but it's great in the moment in the moment in the moment it's great does that make sense yeah absolutely sorry for the rant i was like yeah kind of lost me about halfway through uh, <laughs> caught me off guard there i try to articulate it as much as i can yeah but, but to wrap this back into conversation People can't have conversations anymore. Because if you, it always turns into an argument at some point. Well, the deal is, like, if you, if you told me, if you talk to me about anything, it doesn't matter if I agree with you or not. I'm going to listen to you. Right. I'm going to try to understand it. Because understanding doesn't mean that I have to agree with you. Yeah. What, you have some, what do you want to say? Like, she, She's nodding her head over here. Jordan looked over at me. Jordan looked over here like... What? Join, I want to hear. Join I wanna the hear. conversation. Please, come on. Come on. Get in here. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> what? Yes, you do not have to agree with the person to understand where they're coming from, but you also don't have to shove your own view down everyone's throats. Right. And I'm probably guilty of that sometimes. But I think every, everyone is guilty of trying to make their point so evident that there can be no argument but you don't have to be malicious about it you don't have to use like i said ad hominem attacks which is well you're just dumb you're uneducated 
you're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a sexist. You're a homophobe. Right. You're you're xenophobic. Because like, that's easy to throw out. Yeah, because those are buzzwords. Yeah. So let's talk about what we think about the new the new COVID variant and the new standards that we have to go through. Delta variant is just code word for too many of y'all are not t- scared anymore. So we got to double down on the on the the fear tactics. Basically, yeah. This is something that I've I've always been worried about that I've been thinking about is that there's there's really there's we're literally back where we started a year and a half ago. Year and a half ago. And that's that's the my thing, dude, is there's not enough there's almost too much transparency and not enough transparency. So, and, and I know that's con- that's confusing to think about is we live in a digital age where there's so much information. So I can be in one echo chamber, one independent echo chamber, and then one like left wing fringe echo chamber, but they're, they're all, it's a, just a huge, everyone's saying something different based off of the, what, it, what it, the context, right? You can think about a religion, you know, like Christianity that has all these different subsections of Christianity, you've got your Lutherans, your Pentecostals, you got, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Baptists and all that. But in the reality, it's you're, we're just supposed to be Christian. Like there's a baseline there, there's right. a found foundation there. So, but I think that's that's what the deal is. Like when the CDC comes out and says this, it's like for one, why should I trust the CDC? Well, because they're medical experts. I get that. I respect it. Yeah, but also, we're all human too. And we're all motivated by our time has value. So the time that I give in, I'm going to get as much money that I can from my time. If someone's going to offer me more money for my time, especially if they say, hey, I want you to say this. And we will give you this much money in grants, government grants to say there's a new variant. I'm not saying that the variant, I'm not saying that there isn't a new variant, but we want you to double down on saying that you should probably wear more masks. How innocent is that? Just wear, we, everyone should wear a mask because we know, like the, the variant, man, it's highly transmissible. But then at that point, they're, they're kind of going against what, why they're telling people to get the vaccine in the first place. Because if this new variant is, is uh, supposedly like useless with this uh, vaccine, then what's the point of getting this particular vaccine at this moment in time? Yeah. Because we had, you had, if if they want more people to get the vaccine, then don't you think they would send out a different message from the get go? Once we knew that people under 40 years old had a 99.7 I think, don't quote me on it, but I know it's 99. 99, yeah. 99% point something high chance of surviving it without any problems after you go through it, just kind of like the flu. Everyone has a flu, right? But you also have people that are like, that get it and they're asymptomatic. So we have no idea how many people actually have already gotten it and didn't even know that they got it. Right. So we don't even know that. So... You have that, but we know that the people that are most susceptible are elderly people, past 50 years old, 
right? So between 50 and whatever the max yep. age is, 50 to 80 something, right? Yep. Those people are the most like in risk. So what we what we should have done is said, people at, at right now we have this we have this vaccine, and it's up to you, elderly people first. Get this vaccine if you want to. That's great. Everyone else, we will be we will be okay, because it's a very small likelihood that we will fall. I don't have to ask the government to drive my car. Well, like, technically, I do have to get it registered and everything, but to drive my car, right? I don't have to wake up in the morning and say, "Hey, can I drive my car today?" And then like wave this like pass, and then they have to like figure out whether I'm susceptible to drive right. or not. Had to press like my blood into the little thing. Really in-depth analogy. Sorry about that. But we don't have to do that. But that's what it's looking like. We, literally, why do we not have any flu cases? Because because the they're tests, all they're all mixing them in with this. Uh, the with tests, yeah. the cases, are confusing. The the tests confuse all these other cold, flu, all these other tests, all these other like ailments. That are seasonal elements. Let's take pneumonia with COVID, and so you pop positive for COVID. Let's take pneumonia for example. People get it. People get better from it, and people die from it. That's exactly what's going on with COVID. Am I wrong? Why? Why are they treating COVID like the Black Plague? Because not. It's not at all. Right. Exactly. So why are they treating it like it? And the mass things don't work out. Uh, I, I know that me saying that is going to trigger a lot of people, but it wasn't. Even Fauci came out, and I don't trust anything that Fauci says. But I do. Uh, the reason why? The reason why is because I actually have a real, a, a legitimate reason. Is because Japan, they are the most hygienic people I have ever seen in my life, hmm. and they wear masks all the time. You know why? I when I see somebody that has a mask on, do you know why they wear it? They that? wear it because if they got the sniffles and they sneeze or they're coughing, they got a cough, they wear a mask because they don't want their droplets, their, their, the droplets, the droplets. They just don't want to sneeze on people and they don't want to cough on people. That's it. Right. It's not, it's something as small as COVID that's so highly transmissible. A mask is not going to do, God, it's not going to do shit. And no, that's what exactly might... what Fauci said in the beginning. He said it in his emails too. Which they, most people probably don't watch like C-SPAN, but I do. I watch this. I watch all these hearings. I watch the House hearings and the Judiciary hearings. I watch the Senate hearings. And they had him on the Senate, the Senate hearings. And he was like, they shut, well, no, there was a House hearing and it was Jim Jordan and he called it and he didn't show up. He invited invited Fauci to come on he refused to because they were talking specifically about the emails and in the emails he said to his colleague I don't think they should wear a mask because if you if you're not like spitting on somebody it doesn't matter because this this thing doesn't that's not the way that this thing works like it doesn't matter if you have a mask or not like it's equally transmissible masks don't mean anything and that's why he said in the beginning no, you don't need to wear a mask. But here, follow the money. They might as well give us all hazmat suits at this point. He said it was because he wanted to make sure that everybody in the medical field had a mask before he said, yeah, everyone should wear a mask. Well, for one, okay, you put everybody in danger. For two, um, the medical masks 
Medical masks were not what you said. People, I'm wearing a cloth mask, and that's still okay, right? Everyone's Supposedly, cool with yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> it's not some medical mask because I've right. seen those medical masks. I've had to wear something like that whenever I was working as a uh, as a uh, electrician. Uh, I was working as an electrician, drilling holes into newly fabricated houses. I had to wear like something that this sawdust could not just get up, get up in my lungs. Right. Right. That one, maybe that would have worked. But right now, I'm, I get this freaking cloth thing on my face. It's nothing. It's about control. And we know it's about control. Absolutely. It's obvious. That's all I'm saying. It's so obvious. And it's like, no. And everyone tries to come at it from a from a emotional perspective. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't want to kill grandma. Gra if grandma got the shot, I don't care. I'm sorry. Literally. I just don't. If she got the shot... Then she did everything that she could. She's going to get it regardless. Because if it's like the flu, you're going to get the flu. You're going to get the flu. You're going to get, whether you get the vaccine or not, you'll still get some kind of symptoms or you won't get symptoms because you just don't, you're asymptomatic. Yeah. But it's, if it's flu season, it's flu season. And some people die. People die in car accidents all the time. I'm pretty sure more people die in car accidents per day. Then people have been dying of COVID per day. Yeah, but we don't want to put those stats. Oh, of course not. No, because that's up. logic. Yeah. Yeah, it's too logical and it would, uh, people wouldn't fear it anymore. Right. Yeah. So basically, that was my stance. And I think that you agree on me on that. Yeah, I do. So what do you think about, what do you think about Cuba right now, dude? Think about what? Cuba. Oh, Cuba. Oh, have you heard anything about that? It's freaking chaos down there. The reason why. Never mind, I should keep my mouth shut. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You, <laughs> I can't say nothing. Like, wow, come on, man. Just say say what you want to say, dude. Oh, no, I'm not going to say it. I won't be smart and keep my mouth shut on this this time. What do you mean being... You can say whatever you want to say. Man. Why are you pointing at me? Was I pointing at you? You're like, yeah. What you're scared that she's gonna be offended? No, I was just <laughs> I was just doing this. No. So the deal about Cuba, I'll tell. I'll, let me let me let me let me say some stuff, and let's let me see if you agree. And if you agree, then we can continue. Since you're so scared to actually say what you really believe, because you're afraid of getting canceled with an with an alias, you're using your you're using your your artist name right now. No one knows who you is, dude. Are, but that's correct English, babe. <laughs> I was being slimed. He mentioned earlier he wasn't good at grammar. <laughs> or I'm remembering names. I'm not grammaring today, all right? It is what it is. Oh, gosh. Here we go. All right. So, the media says that Cuba is having riots and insurrections. Because they? they are not getting good um, COVID relief. They're not getting vaccines and stuff. Okay. And the reality is, which is by Cubans that have actually came here and managed to get here, is that their communist regime has, they have zero way of defending themselves against their government. And they've been 
dying because they had no food. Yep. They got no water. Yeah. And they're telling them all to stay in their house. They can't go out. And where are they going to go? A market? Well, how do you have a market when no one can go out of their house? So they're all starving to death. And that's because their government tells them that they have to do whatever. So they're all rioting. But they don't have guns. So they can't fight against their government. And they came here. And our government is saying, you can't come. And our Coast Guard is turning them away. Humanely, humanely turning them away. They're not bombing them or anything like that. They're not sinking their vessels. Yeah. Their rafts. But they are turning them back. They're taking them back to the deal. But the deal, they won't do that to our southern border. That yeah, that's that's what I was gonna. Mention. I want you, That's I want what I was gonna mention, dude. I'm here for because they know they you, know dude. if the if if the Cubans came here, then they wouldn't vote for the Democratic Party in the next election. They wouldn't get their votes. That's why they. That's why they don't want them here. Yeah, I think that that's definitely an, that is an element, and I my, my I guess my other question is. Is it just about power? Like, what is the aim for the Democratic Party? What is the aim? What, what does the Democratic Party actually stand for? Do you think? Like, we what? don't know anymore. We, nobody no. knows. They don't. I don't even think they know. There's there, there's so much division within their own party right now that they don't need. They don't even know. Because the right says they're socialists. They want communism because socialism. I mean, are they wrong though? Every single time socialism has been tried, it's led to communism. We've seen that in Maoist China. Yeah. We've seen that in the Soviet Union. Yeah. With Stalin. Yeah. We've seen that in Venezuela. We've seen that in Cuba. Yeah. We're, we're seeing right now. We've seen that before. We've it's, seen it every single time. But, but you it know, always started with equity. But before socialism comes authoritarianism, and that's what's going on right now. That's what's going on right now because that's what they're doing with the COVID. They're using yep. COVID to say, here's the mandates. But you know that I want to make sure everybody knows mandates is not something that's written into law. If you get arrested and put in jail because you violated a mandate, you can't be jailed. You can't be legally confined. I'm sure they'll find a way. <laughs> no, but you can't. Like, legally, that right. is against the law. That is against the law. You cannot be detained, and you can't be legally prosecuted. Okay. Because of a mandate. It's a mandate. It's not a law. It's not, it's not illegal. It is, hey, we highly encourage you not to do this but if you don't do it you can't be reprimanded for it do you see what i'm saying it's kind of like being in the military and they say hey we highly encourage you not to drink this weekend because I mean, other things are crazy but are you gonna get in trouble if you if people found out that you drank that weekend you didn't do anything right you didn't, you didn't hurt anybody you didn't break any laws but you just you still drank and someone said hey this this dude this dude this dude drank that weekend. <laughs> I know him. I got him. He drank. It's pretty He's much. Like, all right. So now, like, all right, we gotta give you, we gotta give you an Article 15 in the yeah. military because you drank, and we have, high, we have video evidence that you drank that weekend. It's like, is that against the law, sir? Is that against the UCMJ? Um, right. No, it's yeah. not. But I mandated that no one would drink this weekend. Well, that's not against the UCMJ. Was I on call? Yeah. No. Was, like, the, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, know your rights, dude. Know your rights. 
These people don't know their rights. No one cares. Everyone is just so easy to just buckle. Yeah. Buckle down to, oh, oh, my governor said this. And so obviously that's the law now. No, it's not the law, dude. It's not the law. If you stand up against it. Oh, well, but people will die. People are dying every day. People die every day of different causes. <laughs> like, it's like, like, what do you want at this point? Like, you know, like. Would you laugh? Would you rather live free and have a short life and a happy life? Or would you rather live in fear and live a long life? Uh, I'll go with the first option, please, Alex. I'm just, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good, I mean. It's an extreme on both what on both sides, because one you don't get to live very long. Yeah. But on the other one, you have to live in fear your entire life. And that's no fun. But you get to live longer. But is that a life worth living? There you go. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. And that's the difference between conservatives and leftists. Yeah. Is that we, we just want to live freely. We don't care whether we're going to die. It's not, the, it's not the government's job to regulate how long we live. Our safety. Like, yes, a foreign power trying to attack us, that's your job. That's the DOD's, that the DOD's job is to protect us. But on our personal land yeah domestically stay out of it dude stay out of it oh i think i just heard a knock on the door i think that's biden coming to uh give you a vaccine oh yeah <laughs> not happening <laughs> jesus not christ can we talk about that for a second yeah yeah go. that's you you go ahead um, you you lead this one how, yeah. how could they even have thought that that was a good idea to begin with so start from the beginning of where you heard about it paint the story because some people probably haven't heard of this oh you know i heard i've been hearing it all over the place all right well well like tell me what like, what, i don't what know if it? i don't know if they're actually going through with it so what are you talking about though like tell me what you're talking about that they've they've literally there's been like um like a secretary press or something from the white house that said um Jen Psaki, the, the yeah they were saying okay. like they're that they're literally be going door to door neighborhood through neighborhood convincing people to get the vaccine so they're going to be vaccinating people at on the front door, door on their doorstep on their doorstep yes yeah so they're carrying a cooler around pretty like, much we yeah. got the vaccines right here yes you want this yeah you can go outside your house if you get it right yeah doesn't that sound sus though so isn't it so suspect don't make no sense but here's the deal it's like i heard this argument today and it was like i think it was a meme that i saw i'm pretty sure it was a meme it was like insulin is like 300 dollars Oh, right? yeah. But, well, we can get a vaccine for free. Right. Like, you know how many diabetics we have just in America? A free time. I, I, I want to say an F ton. But an F ton. Yeah, we got an F ton of diabetics. And before, it was $60. Then it was $80. Now it's like almost $300. Right? And Trump made a limit that got overturned no one talks about that but we can get this vaccine that's brand new for free people are handing it out Pre pharmaceutical companies don't do that they if, if, if 
why don't uh, why don't we do that for cancer? Cancer's been around forever, but it took one year to create prior, something to fix. This? Prior to this, the the longest research that's been done on a vaccine was four years, and they pushed this one out in like what ten months. And uh, ten, months was to, under, ten months to a year, here's right? The deal that was under the Trump administration, like, and I respect I respect the administration for trying to get a vaccine out but my deal is like it was this is outside of politics dude it it is at this point yeah i i wouldn't have got like i wouldn't have chosen to get the vaccine even under the trump administration yes yeah i know and i have like personal stories of family members and friends of family members that have had negative effects because I don't know, I need to talk to my doctor about this first. You know, you know? that you know they put a you know why they put a pause on the uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine, right? Because there was a one in million mm-hmm. chance of having a rare blood clot, one in million. There were six million doses of the Johnson Johnson pushed out, and six people got it, got that got that rare blood clot. But how do you know? That's what I'm saying. It's like people bury shit so much, dude. And there's cases that take 10 years before they actually come out and they yeah. say, actually, we were burying one fourth of the people that actually had that issue. Do you, you don't know, dude. You okay. Don't know. You just, you just made me think of something. You hear all these, all these, um, news articles and stories about hospital beds and, uh, hospitals overflowing, right? Didn't happen. But why aren't the graveyards overflowing at this point? Shouldn't the graveyards be overflowing as well? Right. If people are dying at this such rapid pace, Mm -hmm. then we better start some digging some more graves, some more graveyards. It's a farce. It don't make no sense. I know it's a farce, but everyone else is afraid. Why? And another thing is like, why is everyone so afraid of? I I already know why. Like people are so afraid of death. Is because they believe there's nothing else out there. I'm personally not afraid to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Eventually, I'm going to die. Everyone is going to die. It's, it's, it's almost like, what's the point of, of anybody doing... like what, For example, let's just take this. It's the easiest thing I can think of. What's the point of us doing this podcast right now and you're releasing it? Because... Because it's a different perspective. We're we're gonna we're gonna die anyway. Like, what's the point of doing anything at this point? That's a nihilistic point, uh, framework, and I don't. Really you think so? Technically, agree with it. Yeah. Because me. And you might you might say, oh, you might throw the argument out there: uh, better quality of life for doing stuff for doing things. I would say that's a very surface level argument. It yes. is. Yeah. It is. It is a surface level. Argument. You want to be happy, right? You want. Here's the deal. Happiness is fleeting when i take a nap and i wake up i'll be happy i get to eat my good food i'm happy in the moment yeah but i'm gonna stump my toe on the way to take a piss (laughs) and immediately my entire life is very unhappy okay Mm -hmm. so if i get in an argument with my significant other my life is unhappy should i think that everything is meaningless because i had a bad hiccup I had a bad experience, and now my life is unhappy. Happiness is not the goal, right? The goal is a meaningful life, a fulfilling life, something that's that you can contend with, that you have to fight against the dragon, the dragon, you know? So it's a metaphor, right? But you have a dragon, which is life. You're constantly fighting that dragon. 
Are you gonna are you gonna be able to kill that dragon, or are you gonna bow down and say like, you know what? I'm gonna drop my sword. I'm gonna drop my shield. It doesn't matter anyway. Well, a nihilist would say, well, it doesn't matter anyway because it's life. Like, why am I even here? It doesn't even matter. Okay, you can ask those questions. Why am I here? But you're still in the game. You don't control that. You were born. You're here. Might as well fight. Fight. Because you know what? Who do you admire the most in your life? Just think about them. You don't have to tell me. I know you what know? I know the answer yeah. you're looking for. But who do you admire the most? Are they resilient? Are they are they strong? I'm just I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, are, do you, if you admire them because of their qualities that are admirable, they're admirable because they are resilient nine times out of 10 hmm. and they're strong. They're strong. They don't take no shit and they contend with life. They go against the grain and they persevere through all the adversities. Look at look at stories that we read. Harry Potter, like, like I, I just got into read, watching the movies. They're fucking great. What? This dude was he dealt a bad hand. Everyone was trying to kill this kid. But what did he do? He kept fighting. He kept moving forward. What did he do it for? Why did he have it? Maybe his friends, his family, whatever. But he still he still kept fighting. He could have just been like dropped his wand, said I don't give a shit. Not everything is meaningless. Let's just. It doesn't matter, right? Like Rick and Morty. Like, yeah, I love Rick and Morty, dude. Rick is hilarious. But every single end of the episode that I noticed was a trend was that he was depressed as shit. He tried to kill himself like three times in the first season because he just didn't see anything as meaningful. He went through all that adventure, and his takeaway was that everything was meaningless. That's a perspective, man. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. At least, at the minimum, without a theological framework, your memories and your experiences, they're meaningful within themselves. Doing your best, trying to see as far as you can go is meaningful enough. Just do that. You don't have to conquer the world. You don't have to be the best. Just do your best and see how far you can go. You don't know. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. You're not God. You don't, you're not the all-seeing eye. I have no idea what tomorrow will bring. So try. That's it. Just try. Give it a shot. You might fail, but tomorrow you might win. It's kind of like gambling, you know? This hand ain't that a bitch too, bro. This hand, I've been dealt a bad hand. <laughs> this hand, but tomorrow I might be dealt a better hand, and I might be able to bluff my way back up to the top. And now I'm at the top. You don't know. We don't know. So just, just try. That's that's my thing. That's without bringing God into it, because I can go into the theological. I don't want to do that today. I want to. <laughs> I want to save that into a theological podcast, because. That that episode will be wild, and I'll blow your mind. <laughs> I promise, I'll blow your mind. But that's all I'm saying is like I don't agree with the whole like everything is meaningless. That's not because you wake up and you decide to get up. Why do you get up and go to work? Well, I have to live. Why? Because if you're gonna go with everything is meaningless, then working is meaningless. 
Because, okay, let me let me throw this at you. So we mentioned everyone will die, right? There will come a point in the not-so-distant future that humans themselves will go extinct as well. Like, everyone, everyone now and everyone years from now will also die. Like, there, there will be something that just happens that we will no longer be. You know that for sure, 100%? It's the most logical explanation. Reasoning. What? I want to. I want. We want to hear you. I want to hear your perspective too. Please. Two cents. No, she says no. She says right. no. Okay. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> do you have? Do you want to continue? Which is because I want you to flesh out your argument. Flesh out your argument. So, you you you're you're making a, a claim that everyone is going to. Our, our race is going to be just extinct eventually. What happened to the dinosaurs? It's yeah, Sa- same so thing happened with them. I see. What you, I, I understand your argument. So continue that. So what is what is the point to that to that argument? Is what I'm saying. Is what I'm asking. So that's it. So because that's, we're that's going pretty to, much it. Yeah. Like, so because we're going to go extinct, why even try? What? Why even? Why even try? Like if 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 we right now at this point in time. If we, if everyone doesn't get along, like if all these countries were to put their differences aside and come up with something scientific to, to make life actually better. And you know what I'm trying to get at? Like if, if there, if we put our differences aside, something scientific, put all our science together, we would come up with something that would help us in the long run. To where right. that wouldn't happen. And some would say that's why Jesus came. Now hear me out. Hear me out, dude. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm not talking to reli- I'm not talking religious. I'm talking about I'm talking about truth. I'm not I'm not denominational, dude. I'm a Christian, but I don't subscribe to Baptist, Catholic, none of that stuff. All right? Okay. I care I seek after the truth. I've had Wiccans on my podcast. I've had trans on my podcast. I've had all kinds of people on my podcast and I will hear them out and I will try to understand and then I'll try to figure out and maybe some of, some of my ideas have been more solidified. Some of them have been shifted, right? I've had political things that have shifted my ideas. Like my, my thoughts, that's, it's not 100%, but the one thing that has been standard throughout is I used to be an atheist. I used to go, I used, I was born and raised Christian. And then I went atheist and then I became agnostic. It was like, well, obviously there's gotta be something out there, right? Hmm. That created all this stuff. Like even just looking at snowflakes, it's like, yo dude, how the hell did that work? Like, <laughs> you know, like that looks like a pattern that somebody made, but every one of them are unique. How does that not? How are people just balls deep into this shit? Like it's so, it's so crazy. Because they're not on acid. I I'm not. I've never been on acid, but even I can look at it. I'm serious. I'm like you're talking about snowflake patterns here. So are you really sure that you've never done acid in your life? I've never done acid in my life, but just (laughs) seeing a compilation of. Here's some crazy things that people don't usually tend to miss. 
And it's just crazy stuff. Even trees, the way they grow. They grow around things. And it's like, dude, it's like they have an intelligence. It's so it's so crazy that we do not understand. Like we just we're so stuck in our own in our own self and selfish that we don't understand and think about other things that are out here I and the intelligence that it takes. I what? think that what you're mainly getting at is if our life is so short of an expectancy, then why not live it to the fullest and be able to appreciate it to the fullest? Whereas his version is, what is the point if we only have a limited time? Both of you guys have very valid points for different perspectives, but you also have to remember what colors his perspective isn't going to color yours. So he may have life experiences that you don't have that makes him see it that way. It doesn't mean that he values his life any less. It just means that he sees it differently than you. You see colors and you see shapes and you see the trees and you see the snowflakes, whereas he sees the suffering and the pain in the world. You both see things differently, but you guys are both viewing the world. He's just seeing different aspects of the world than what you are. And my argument is that I had an idea of the world. I was atheist and I did feel the exact same way because that was easy. That was easy to see the world as basically meaningless. And that seems freeing in the beginning. It seems so freeing. It's like, well, everything's meaningless. So it doesn't really matter what I do. Consequences, they're whatever. It's relative. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Right. But there are still consequences in the world. Am I right? Okay. You're still going to have, have you ever heard the expression, it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile? Yeah, I've heard the expression. Okay. Yeah. What he's getting at is that, yes, to you, it might be easier just to see, oh, well, you know, what's the point? You know, life's meaningless, yada, yada, yada. In actuality, it takes more energy to feel that way than it takes to be, optimi to be optimistic. Because if you smile and you're happy and you see on the good side of things, which I tend to, you innately have that ability. Whereas you don't feel people suffering. You don't feel the compassion that you need to have in this world without the dark times. It's like yin and yang. He's seeing it from a very, not dark perspective, but from a very realist perspective instead of an optimistic perspective. Like, let me, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. If... If you keep your expectations low, then you will never be disappointed. But and that, and that's your, what I do. Yes, but if you keep your expectations low, then you'll never be able to fully be able to achieve what you're able to achieve because your expectations are here. And what you could be, like, let's take your music, for example. It, your skill set could be amazingly up here, but because you set your expectation right here, you're going to keep yourself at that level without ever furthering yourself because you don't believe that you can reach the highest point They'll because never you don't want to be disappointed you're good or not they'll never recognize whether you actually made it now on the other hand that can also be taken as if you are always viewing yourself up here you're very egotistical too so there's a yin and a yang to everything everything will find a balance you just have to find a balance that works for you ultimately whereas with you I don't think it's necessarily that you just see the world in black and white. I think that you do see color sometimes, but I do think that your experiences have weighed out more towards, well, I'm just going to view it in black and white. It's very brief when I do see color. 
Exactly. Yeah. So it's, because it's so easy to but, see just black and white. Yeah, but for instance, let's say, do you have someone that you were interested in? Yes. Okay. Are you with this person? No. <laughs> do you want to be with this person? I wouldn't mind it. You wouldn't mind it. Okay. Well, is this person a positive person? No, they're about on the same energy as me, actually. Okay. But the thing is, is when you get into a relationship with someone, what's the goal? Uh, I would say marriage. Okay, yes, that is one uh, of the goals. I mean, isn't that not, like, <laughs> the main goal? One like, of the I, goals is to better each other. Oh, uh, that's what you meant. Okay. You never want to be with someone that is complacent. Because you will have goals, you'll have dreams, you'll want to buy a house, you'll want to have kids. If that's in your guys' future, I don't know. But you will want to better yourself in order to achieve those things together. So if you guys stay at this complacency level, you guys will never grow. You guys will just stay there. You guys will just be happy with whatever may come. And I'll tell you from my perspective, what women like is they like a dude that has a plan. He has an aim. Because he knows what he wants in his life. He's not just riding the wave. Cool, cool, cool. Like, hey, they'll smash that dude, but they're not going to stay with it. Yeah, I'm a day-by-day kind of guy. They okay. shouldn't be. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you real, like, real shit, dude. I'm telling you, like, because I love you. That's not, that'll take you, That you'll get, you'll get some puss from time to time. That, whatever. I'm telling you right now, that's meaningless. You want to talk about meaningless? That's meaningless. Yeah. Okay, case but in point. fostering a relationship with somebody that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and you're going to partner with them and then you're going to better them and they're going to better you, that's a goal worthy of striving for. Have you ever taken a psychology class? Me? No, I have not. Okay, I'm going to let you in on something. Most psychology majors learn this in their first year to second year. Women will... Of course, date a great-looking guy. But those relationships will be very, very short-term. Do you know why? Tell me. It's because the average-looking guy will be able to give them emotional support. They'll be able to give them physical support in terms of if they're crying, they can hug them. They're more likely to be on the same wavelength mentally, and they're more able to give them what they need. Whereas the good-looking guy, he will be egotistical. He will be aka the typical bad boy where the average guy will actually be emotionally available will actually be spiritually available will be able to give them what they need so women will not marry someone that is better looking than them because for their own insecurities they're always going to wonder is this person going to leave me for someone better is this person going to leave me for this and everyone has those worries because everyone views themselves differently so Yes, you could be the most average person, but if you have a great personality, you have a great outlook on life, you know what you want, you know where you're going, you know the steps to get there, that shows a woman that she can trust you, that ultimately the goal of marriage, if you look in biblical sense, if you look in also society, men tend to lead, except for this whole feminism crap, but... (laughs) Let's not, let's not get into that one. <laughs> Why not, Why not dude? <laughs> Why not? No. Let's go. But men are supposed to be head of house for a reason. It's because men are protectors, providers, whereas women, we're more emotional and everything else. It's why when women cheat, it's usually for an emotional affair, which is way worse because physical needs can always be met if you just talk to your partner 
or his emotional needs, sometimes the partner cannot change. Sometimes the partner has a hard time with their emotions or feeling vulnerable. So women will cheat. It will be way worse because we'll go into the emotional aspect of it. The mm -hmm. physical aspect, you can just solve that issue by a sex counselor. But Go to counseling. Just start. Just as soon as you start a relationship. <laughs> There's nothing against it. As no. soon as you start a relationship, go to counseling. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I do. Women want to know where they're going because they want to be able to trust that you're going to lead them correctly. That Security. you're going to be there for them. That if you guys fall on hard times financially, emotionally, if you guys have a miscarriage or an atopic pregnancy, that, you know, your partner is going to be able to support you in ways that aren't always physically... What you got? What you got? So, what if you're not the physically emotional type? Like you don't physically, you don't physically show your emotions. Like, like you don't. So personality wise. So your love language yeah. isn't physical. Your love language is more verbal then. No, I mean like okay. you don't ne like. Yes, having a miscarriage is sad, but what if you don't necessarily cry? And and then she sees that and she she takes that to heart. Be like, oh, he just he doesn't care, you know. But in reality, you just don't cry. You're just not a crier. Can I give you a personal? Like experience? I know she'd be crying, absolutely. But I'll give you a personal experience. All right, so like, we went through an atopic pres, a topic presidency. So it was a miscarriage, right? Sorry to hear that. Well, it, but the deal is that I I wasn't a crier, but oh, I'm, I cried. I'm, I cried. I'm not like a, a baby. I'm not a crier. Like if I get if I get really smashed on some booze, then yes, you will. I'm talking about tears because I was like real raised, tears. Yeah. I was raised to keep that. That shit's to yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And don't show vulnerability like that, especially to a woman, because mm -hmm. they're going to be like, that's my job. That's hey, my hey, job. Pussy. But here's the deal. <laughs> it's like, even though, even though I wasn't at that level, she was crying in the shower and I still got in the shower and I sat in the shower. There's no sexual stuff. It's not like what people Right. Were you were thinking. just there. Yeah. No, I sat down in my, in our clothes. We oh. sat there in the shower yeah. and we just talked. We just talked. Yeah. Just loved on each other. Just let her, let it, let it all out. And just, just say, it's okay. I'm here. That's it. That's all. That's all you need. Women, you don't have to have profound words. Yeah. Women, just be there. Be the rock. That's women it. Women don't need you to recognize the emotion, um, emotional, recognize that there's an emotional, huge, crazy stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I only did that because she no, said, you, no, go ahead. Yeah. I only I only bring that up from my past relationship because um, like yeah we went through some stuff and she cried and I did it and then I pretty much what pretty much happened was what I just explained she she's like oh you just don't care and that's why you're not crying the thing I'm is, like but I did care you know the what I'm thing saying? is is that you're I'm I'm not saying that your age is a hindrance to you by any means because we all grow we've all been at you know 23 21 and everything I was dumb. Yeah. You're, you're ahead of you're How ahead old are you guys? Game. I don't even know no, yet. Dude, you're ahead but, of the game, bro. <laughs> I was like way worse. Ultimately, you guys are going to go through different seasons in life. And while she may have been looking for an emotional response from you, you're not that type. Exactly. And the thing is, is that she's projecting, in this case, it's not the fact that you're wrong. It's the fact that she's projecting onto you how she's feeling and she's expecting you to feel the same way. Everyone handles grief. Everyone handles loss. Everyone handles issues differently. Trent handles them very differently than I do. Like, for instance, like, I'm one of those ones that if I am feeling like life is just 
weighing me down and it's just really hard i will get in the shower and i will freaking cry whereas he he doesn't always understand that he will be more of the okay well let's talk about why you're crying and like he doesn't really display a whole lot of emotion when he does talk about certain things like he's very animated normally but when he's very serious he doesn't display a whole lot of emotion he just ultimately goes and does things in his own way sorry can we pause real quick no, you're fine. All right, we're pressing pause real quick. But no. Edit this out. Is it raining? Yes, it is. Fuck! It I left my windows good. down, yo. All right. Good. We'll press pause. Windows. We'll be right back, and it's gonna be like literally nothing for everybody else. So everybody has a different way. Everyone has different personalities. Everyone has different ways of expressing their emotions, and some people are not comfortable with expressing their emotions around people. And that's not a knock at the person. That doesn't mean that they, I want to be, I, I'm, I can't be vulnerable around this person. It's just that that's just their personalities. They don't show that. Well, also in a, the other asked respect is that when we went to counseling ourselves, our counselor said something that has like resonated and that like we've tried to implicate into our relationship, which is when like when his wife is upset and she's venting he'll sit there and he goes do you need me to listen or do you need me to fix it because guys are natural fixers they're like okay well what's the problem okay well here's the solution how to fix it whereas women we don't always need you to fix everything so a key element especially since you are interested in a female is if she's having an emotional time or if she's you know down in the dumps sees things black and white is do you need me to listen right now or do you need me to fix it and if she needs you to fix it, then go freaking fix it. But if she just needs you to listen, just be there and listen. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I agree. We're, th we're showing up straight facts, dude. Like, this is straight facts, dude. If you want, if you, like, here's the deal about women, and you can tell me if when I'm wrong. Oh, I always do. Because I'm sure that you <laughs> will. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Is that, like I said before, they like to have security like is the biggest deal and doesn't mean strictly financial security yes you'll see these people online that are like he's gotta make six figures and all Gold that but that's that's a projection of they just want someone who's secure that knows who they are and knows where they're going the deal is if you want to be a good par partner in a relationship know who you are have your identity solidified that no one else fundamentally can change your identity. This is who you are, right? And then you can change your ideas and certain perspectives on things, but it's not going to change your conviction. You know who you are. You know you're set in your identity. That is attractive to women. Because, like, like imagine you're going out to a bar, right? And there's, there's girls, and then, like, you know, the girl comes up and is like, what do you think about this? And you're just like, whatever you think, baby. But... What, what a girl will be attracted to is just like, I think this. And he'll be like, well, I think that that's, that's I don't know, I don't agree with that. And I was like, well, okay, well, why don't you, why don't you agree with it? No, but like, well, I don't agree with it because of this. And I was like, well, I don't agree with it because of this. Like, do you, do you not understand that you spent more time with her in that exchange than she did with Joe Blow over here that just agreed with her? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good point. You're not wrong, ultimately. Women will test to see if you have conviction, if you have an identity, if you're if you're secure. You have security. You know who you are. You know where you're going. You have an idea, at least. Things are going to change. Life is weird. But at least you know you have an aim of where you're going. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you're able to listen and that you're able to adjust to the, to the right circumstances. Okay, you, let me ask you this. You in particular. Me? Him. No, I already know your answer. Uh, all right, Cloud? Uh, all right, yes. Cloud. Yeah, let Cloud. Me ask you this. this is all on you, dude. You oh, Pressure's on, <laughs> man. Pressure's on, hot seat. No, it's not. Do you feel like your life would be enhanced with her in it as your girlfriend? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Now, do you understand the difference between dating and courting? No, please explain. I think I do. Okay. I think I do, but please explain. So dating is, oh, I'm going to be with this person for a short while. We click. We have fun. We chill. Now, courting is, I see this person as my potential spouse. They meet every checkbox uh, that I have. Gotcha. And it's dating with a purpose is the best way to summarize it. And if you're going to enter into a relationship, and given the fact that you are young, so you may go through a hoe phase, I don't know. But ultimately, when you meet a person that you can't imagine, you know, waking up without or, you know, you just have such great conversations that you never want the conversation to end. And you just enjoy spending all of your time with this person and this person makes you happy and they broaden your ideals and like they expand your mind. You always need to keep in the back of your mind, and especially since you're younger, is that, is this someone that I can see myself marrying? And if it is, then you need to ask yourself, how do I respect this person? How do I honor this person? How do I cherish this person? And that is by courting, because you're not just aimlessly dating this person to be like, oh, well, you know, this is cool. But you're dating this person because you're like, this person could be the mother of my kids. This person could be the person that I wake up to for the next 40 to 50 years. So it just depends upon what season of life you're in. And right now you're in the season of still getting to know yourself, still learning what you want, still learning the ideals that you want in a partner. So you're going to constantly change that until you hit about 27, 28 especially for men too because women do mature faster than men it's been proven i'm sorry but until you hit those ages you're gonna still constantly be growing i got married when i was 20 and i had known my ex-husband since i was 13 so i i literally grew up with my ex-husband yeah. and by the time i was 24 or 25 i was divorced because that's a whole other bag of not so fun goodies but ultimately I learned what I wanted in a partner. I learned how I grew differently. What he wanted in the beginning sounded great to me, sounded awesome. But as I grew, it didn't sound so good, you know, having a boat sailing around the world, being a vagabond just in different ports, you know? Like that doesn't sound fun. Like doesn't sound fun to me because I want to raise kids. I don't want my kids going to freaking one port in Venezuela this week and freaking brazil in another week oh you mean so that wasn't just like some unrealistic dream no, of his he, he he genuinely tried to do that yeah he genuinely tried to do it because live was, on the ocean yeah he genuinely tried this and i literally was just like 
what did I get myself into? I'm 24. I don't want this anymore. Right, like, yeah. I need to get out of this. Yeah. Like, I want kids. I want stability for them. And this person doesn't have those traits anymore. Right. So you're going to grow and you're going to change. But the core of who you are, the fundamentals of what you see yourself in the future of having is never going to change. Certain aspects will, but you yourself won't. And when you hit 27, 26, you're going to solidify that even more. So basically, when you go and you have like this girl that you're interested in, are you looking for just a good time to pass the time by? Or do you see this person as being someone that, you know, you could travel the world with since you are in the military and you could, you know, go from base to base and be perfectly happy with this person every day. And that's something that you have to think about. Yeah. When you put it that way, it's more of the first option. Exactly. Just a, yeah. Then there you go. Like, go ahead and do that. That's perfectly fine. But make sure that your intentions are known from the get-go so you're not leading her on. You yeah. don't hurt her. And that way she can't come back at you and say, well, you never told me that this is what you wanted. Yeah. You never told me that I was just a passing phase. Just point blank tell her, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. I enjoy your company. I enjoy hanging out with you. And go from there. But, like, when you do meet the person that, like, you want to go from base to base with or you want to wake up next to every day, you have to ask yourself, am I respecting this person by just dating them? Or do I respect them by courting them and showing my intent and my purpose? And also look at them. Are they someone that you think that would actually be able to go base to base with that would be able to leave? And we yes. be okay when you're gone. Like yes. there's a lot of there's a it's it's uh it's complicated. It's complicated. I got, I got a friend actually who just uh got divorced because his wife didn't want to go along in in the military lifestyle. They should have talked about it yeah. before they got married. That's right. what I, I mean. We talked I, about it like three days in. <laughs> three days in. Exactly. We started with the courting thing. We started was like, hey, I see you as someone that I'm going to marry. Because as mm. soon as I met her, I was just, I'm 30. I just turned 30. 30, and I, okay. And, and April, I'm only 28. Right? <laughs> but I was like, dude, I'm 30 years old, man. I ain't, I'm not trying to play games. Right? Like, yeah. I see you as someone that I can marry. Yep. So here's, here's my life, and here's where my life's going. You're going to join my life because I have responsibilities. And so you have to come here. And if you marry someone, you join the husband's family. The husband doesn't just join yours. You literally join them. Your last name changes. I don't know how much I can stress that to people. Your last name changes to that person's. You are joining their family. Yeah. It just accepts So misogynistic. Oh, my God. Oh, now my God. Now you see why people wonder about him? <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was my question is i was like listen i see you as somebody that i can i, I want to marry yeah and i want to court you but here's here's my life right now and here's my aim and are you down to do that would you sacrifice moving away from your family would you sacrifice like all these other aspects of your life to With the possibility of you know getting arrested and not coming back on your husband Oof. yeah that can that can happen like it can happen yeah. like i could do something stupid and it could come back on him and he could be punished for my actions like there she is could a say that she's done and take half my shit and his kids but i ain't gonna do that <laughs> See, isn't that funny how it works <laughs> 
I don't want to take them. Like, we've already agreed that if we ever do separate for any reason, heaven forbid. I got a prenup, right? No, not just that. We're going to remain in the same house. We're still going to remain married because we will have kids. Mm -hmm. And our kids need two parents. So That makes sense. Even if him and I do not work out, which I don't see happening ever... Like I'm not gonna awesome, take. Dude. Oh, there's that ego. <laughs> I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take his kids from him. Like that's that's yeah. stupid. Like women that sit there and go, oh well, something happened, so I'm gonna you know take the kids and we're gonna go live with my mom and my dad. No, 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 no. But is we're that... not taking away this baby from their father. What, what do you got? Man? But is that also a healthy thing to do as well? Like if if you two aren't t- necessarily together but still live together and the kids notice that like aren't they gonna see like oh something's wrong with mom and dad kind of thing and won't that mess with them the basis of trent and my's relationship is the fact that we're each other's best friends like i can tell him anything and he can tell me anything and he doesn't judge me and i don't judge him like if for some reason he's done and he just doesn't want to be with me anymore he won't hold contempt against me because we do have children we will have children so ultimately what is best for our children to have two amicable parents that co-parent them the best that they can under the same roof so they don't have to spend christmas at one and this one at another or sit there and be like well mom said i could do this and well dad says no like Mm, it's just statistically speaking women and men that separate that have children and like they go and they split time between them men are more likely to be the better parents because women, we're like archaeologists. We like to dig things up and keep it very, very much present. (laughs) Archaeologists, that's a good one. (laughs) We do. And men, like women, they'll sit there, they'll meet a guy after their divorce, and they'll be like, oh, your dad's a piece of crap. Look at what this man is. Like, he's so much better. And they'll sit there and they'll literally bash the dad. Whereas the dad, he'll sit there and be like, I got a divorce. It happened. Like... I met someone, it's great, and you know, they don't ever really say ill of the mom unless the mom's like a raging alcoholic or drug addict or like physically harming the kids or like a real danger to society. But women, we're vindictive creatures, like hands down. Like I'm, I'm not trying to mince words about my own gender. We are vindictive and we will tear anyone down without a second thought. And like ultimately, children that are raised in a single by a single father tend to actually turn out a lot better than children that are raised by a single mother i was raised by a single mother and a grandmother so i had that grandmotherly balance and i'm an anomaly in a lot of cases but ultimately i would never take trent's kids away from him and i would never speak ill of him because ultimately he's going to be in their lives i chose to have a baby with him i've made it to 28 without having a kid And ultimately, I didn't want to have a kid with my ex-husband because I'm going to be tied to this person for 18 plus years of my life. We're talking 18 years to get them through school. We're talking the rest of their lives with, you know, marriage, grandkids, so on and so forth. I'm going to have to see this person every day in my life. So I want to make sure that the person that I'm seeing isn't a person I'm going to end up hating. There is a quality that I fell in love with Trent for. There is a quality that keeps me in love with Trent. And there's a quality that will keep us okay because of the fact that it's more than just surface. It's more than just initial attraction. It's spiritual. We both have the same faith. We both believe in the same things. And that's why faith is very important in a relationship. 
as to what you believe and how you believe because faith is ultimately the glue that helps keep everything together because it's your moral compass. To the foundation. Exactly. Based, dude. Best woman I've ever seen in my life, dude. Ever met in my life. Right there. Right there. I just want to point out, 28 with no kids. That's that's an accomplishment. That, I know. That's good. That's good shit. 30. 30, 30. dude. 30 no none. kids, man. I ain't got none, dude. I swear to God. That's... Pull out game on flick. Yeah, no, that's good Sorry, shit, man. though. I don't mean, you know that. As I say all the time, you're lucky you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> you are lucky anyway, you I are think cute. I think we'll wrap this up, and we definitely need to continue this because there's a lot. There's a lot to cover outside of this because we need to get into Part the two. foundations <laughs> of a lot of what's going on in society right now. And I think that we hinted on a lot of them, and I wanted to segue into a bunch of them. but I saved like, you. Like, oh, thanks. Yes. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just like, let me go off on this and I'll save him. Yeah. That's how you, that's, there's this one saying, it's like, I think it was on, I don't remember where it was from. Probably It was funny. like a, a woman is supposed to be a man's sheath, as if the, the, the man is a sword. Mm-hmm. He's always just out there fucking swinging. You know? <laughs> and it's like the woman's just like, that's time to put you yeah. into the sheath. Like, yeah. I'm the sheath. It keeps you from hacking down. The rest of the world, you know. So, a woman is a man's sheath. A I woman can also be a man's worst nightmare and make sure that sheath is nowhere to be found. Yeah, and find the right one. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like be be know who you are, know what you're looking for, have an aim. If you want to have a good life, you're already here. Mine as well. See how far you can go. Mm. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, where where can they like? So we already I already told them that they can find you on Spotify. Yes. Do you, do you want to tell them if they if you want to hear critiques or anything like that? Do you want to give a, an email out? You can say no. I mean, I got Instagram. All right. So if you want to throw out the Instagram, now is a good time to do it. Okay. All right. But outside of that, I think that we have a. a uh, definitely a lot more to cover. Sounds like it. But anyway, what you got? Uh, Instagram, Cloudy Official, C L O U D E E Official. All right. That is me. So you actually, official is a part of the name? Yes, no underscores, nothing like that. Just so cloudy. All one so word. All one word. So cloud with two E's, two official. E's. Official. All right. Yes. Do that. Go on Instagram. Say, hey, like, Listen to your songs. I think it's dope. Try this. Or or I love it. And subscribe. Follow. Oh Absolutely. Alright guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time with Cloud. Everyone say goodbye. 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 Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>
This is only the beginning.